Hi there, party people. Welcome back to the Fireside Chat Season 2. It's your boy Jackie C. And Shade. And his boy Shade, leader of the Shady Gang, the shadiest gang east of the Mississippi. No, but about the Season 2 thing. You know, we had a little COVID scare, and COVID's been scaring a lot of people, so we took a little bit of time off, but we're ready to move forward just a little bit. Speaking of COVID, Shade, did you hear there's a new uh, strand in England? No, I didn't. Uh, apparently, there's a new strand in England that's deadlier and transmits quicker than the what? first one. Yeah, I was like, come on now. I was like, this was like, I feel like, I don't know. That's awful. It's absolutely, they, it's absolutely wild is what it is. That's mean. Why would it do that? It is mean spirited. Like, we're going into 2021. We, we just got a vaccine that. and they're like, oh, psych. Like, I wonder if the vaccine is still going to be good. Like Pfizer so. and Bio, BioNTech and um, what is it? Moderna came up with them. Anyway, Shade, how have you been? It's been a while. I have been very well. Thank you. That's good to hear. You've been drinking your water? Sometimes. Some of the time. Goes up and down. Speaking of which, some of you all, you know, we got somebody that uh, sent us something saying like some people are supposed to drink a gallon of water. Some people are not. A lot of the advice on this show, you know, it's not universal, if that makes sense. For example, if you're 110 pounds, you probably don't need to drink as much water as somebody who is 210 pounds. So it is universal, but it's not like one size fits all. It's like general. Yeah, exactly. In that sense. So the gallon a day challenge is more about you drinking more water than you do now because you probably don't drink enough. More so than drinking a gallon. Some of you all need to drink more. Technically, I'm supposed to drink a little more than a gallon. I think, Shade, you're supposed to drink, like, 10 ounces less than a gallon or something. I think I drink 10 ounces more. It's by your body weight, though. And then you have to think, if what's the difference between how much you should have on a day you worked out versus how much you should have on a day you didn't? That's or what point. about the difference between the winter and the summer when it's warm out and you're doing a lot of sweating? And so, you know, you can't necessarily – not everything we say is going to – directly applied to you in the way that you might have hoped it to uh with that being said let's uh let's start moving forward news item of the day there is a covid relief bill shade are you excited i am six hundred dollars you might not get wait why not because donald trump just said he's not gonna sign anything that's not good enough and so he says he that, would say that so the first he? thing he said was donald trump i think donald I trump has been losing it say well i think he's been losing it like how he much says, did he say he wanted he said well so that's not the reason i'd say he's losing it but i would say that he's losing it in the sense you know if you look at everything he's doing from the pardons to dismissing folks to uh what's the other oh he's gonna veto the defense the military the defense bill. Really? Yep. It's never been... Be- I don't think it's ever been vetoed, ever, I think I was reading. I so think he's it's like just, what, vetoing the veto for the sake of vetoing? Yeah, I guess, you know, final. So he wants, for COVID relief, he says that instead of the 600 we're all getting, we should get 2,000 or something. I don't think they'd give that to us, though. Well, to be fair, apparently... Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has, uh, she tweeted out saying that her and Rashida Tlaib, uh, the other congresswoman, 
uh, member of the Fab Four that they already have an amendment ready to propose that they believe would pass in a Democratic House, but they believe that it would not pass in a Democrat or in a Republican Senate. Okay. I don't know that we're going to get it. I'm not going to lie. I mean, it's tricky because the Republicans were they really. So the poli sci question today, someone asked us for our Georgia prediction again. They said, it's been a while since we've heard from you. Do you still feel the same about Georgia? When Trump does crazy things, it makes folks feel differently about Georgia. And so I guess my question for you, Shade, is right now, if Trump says, I want this, and Democrats say they want it, and Republicans in the Senate say they don't, how does that impact the the race in Georgia? Does that make sense? It's a good question. Like, you can take power from Mitch McConnell by electing two more Democrats, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat. If you're, like, if if Donald Trump aligns himself with AOC and the Democrats, like he appears to have done based on every, based on the fallout of tonight earlier today, there was the development around five or six that he said, he's not going to sign anything that, you know, is less than what the American people deserve. And then about an hour ago, AOC tweeted saying that they have the amendment ready. If you know, they have the amendment ready to move. All they need is Mitch McConnell to move out the way. Hmm. It's a, a very framed question, I'll tell you that. But I would say, I mean, it might look good in some regards towards what he's doing. It also might look absolutely awful. It really kind of depends. Well, I, I think for the purposes of Donald Trump, it looks awful. Whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, it looks terrible. Because let's be frank, if you're a Democrat, I mean, you have to be smart enough to know. We can all sit here and listen and be arrogant. But just the fact that you can hear this podcast is a symbol of your privilege in a way. You know, the fact that you have. And so a lot of people have never not had. You see what I'm saying? Like a lot of people have never had to be hungry. I guess my point is, is right now, if you look at that COVID relief bill, There's a lot of good things in it that need to pass immediately. Protections for people getting kicked out of their homes, enhanced unemployment benefits, the stimulus. And so if you have to craft another one, fine. The point is, is for for Trump to insert himself right now, you're, you're in school right now. You're a music guy. Imagine you have a group project, right? And there's you and three of y'all, right? And you guys are all working together and you guys, you know, you have some disagreements, but eventually you guys come up with something that you believe is good. It's not great. It's not everything you want, but it's good. Shade has elements. You like as elements, your three teammates, like, and then I know a fifth person, your fifth teammate comes in and let's imagine that he was appointed to be the group leader. So he's the one who has to turn in the project or whatever. It has to be turned in through him as does, you know, Donald Trump, the president. He, you know, has been absent this entire time, the group leader, whatever is going on, I'm busy, whatever, family emergency, whatever. He he hasn't been doing anything. And then suddenly he just throws himself in and he's like, I don't like this. I don't like that. We need to change this. We need to change that. Even if he's going to make it better, it sits wrong. It doesn't sit right with folks. 
Yeah. No, that's fair. That's it's a- not. So, like, in the case of Donald Trump, it's like, people, how long have we been talking about COVID relief? We were talking about COVID relief the last time we were on this podcast. That was over a month ago. Yep. Think about what that word means, relief. For some of us, like for me, whether the check is 400 or 4,000, it's, I don't want to say it's not going to impact me, but it's not like the person who is, you know, struggling to pay their bills. Yeah. The person who has childcare payments they're trying to make. The person who's out of work. I mean, I'm working right now. I'm being paid. Like you and I are being paid. So it's a difference for us than it is for them. And so you have to understand for them, it's like, like I said, when I was talking about uh, people not having for them, it's the difference of imagine being hungry. It's the difference of chips or nothing. Like, yes. Would you like a full course meal? If you're starving, would you like a full Thanksgiving dinner? Would you like, you know, $20 to spend at McDonald's? Like, Sure, but if you can't get that, if you can only get five to spend at McDonald's, if you can only get a bag of chips, I promise you, anybody homeless would tell you it's better than nothing. They would tell you if you're thirsty, a sip of water is better than a dry desert. Yeah. And Donald Donald Trump's actions threaten to throw us back into a dry desert. It might work. It might get Mitch McConnell to bend. Mitch McConnell might say, all right, you know what? Fine. Unprecedented times, blah, blah, blah. Or he might not. Yeah. It would be it'd be really interesting to see. I personally, if I had to take a prediction, and I don't know how you stand, I would say that McConnell has been around for longer than Schumer. He's been around for longer than uh, Donald, for sure. And I believe he's been around like in Congress in D.C. longer than Nancy Pelosi. And my point is, is he's seen the way that this works. And they already won. Let's be clear. And in Georgia, guess what the candidates can do? They can cling to, they're already clinging to Donald Trump. They can cling to Trump and say, yeah, if we were there, we would vote for 2000. We would buck McConnell. And as what the people, they're not going to say, we don't believe you. Right. When you vote for a candidate, you listen to what the candidate says. You vote for them based on what they're saying. And you believe that they would do. Yep. Most Republicans don't buck Donald Trump. Most Republicans go with Donald Trump. So it wouldn't be wild for them to say, yeah, I would go with Donald Trump. I would give you all the 2000. I just think that you all need relief. Yeah. There's definitely a way around this where the Senate Republicans can still win and make sure that everybody else still loses. And it's a shame because. While it wasn't a big win, it looked like everybody was going to win until Donald Trump said something. But that's really the nature of this presidency, you know? Chaos. That's that's really what it is. Another poli-sci question somebody asked us, I was just thinking about, what do you think it's going to take to get this country back together? Like, I mean, we are just, when I say like, you know, like the difference in like opinions and stuff, people are just so, I mean, you know, we've been joining these Facebook groups and exploring, you know, different opinions, Uh, man, the right and the left just don't see anything like the same. Like not at all. I saw somebody post about Antifa from the, uh, the right side or from the Republicans. I just couldn't believe some of the things that they were saying. Some of the criticisms were true, but by and large, I felt like there was a lot of misinformation. Um, 
a lot of misinformation. But Shay, let me ask you, what do you think we have to do to get back together as a country? Um, probably quite a bit. Um, first thing would be just a general unification. Not even, not even unity, but like a willingness for parties to work together at all would be great. Um, we need to stop letting the media and also the political parties like plot against each other. Like, yeah, it's bad. I don't know. There's, there's too much, there's too much politics in it essentially. And we need to start being more of a, a United States of America would be step one. Yeah. So for me, I saw an interesting idea where someone said that Biden should pick somebody to be the op, uh, the opposite, the representative of the opposition within his cabinet. And basically what he would do is he would pick a Republican and just bring them on as like a strategist. They're well paid and their entire job is to argue the other side in cabinet meetings and then to go back to the other side, basically to be an inter like a, a link between the parties. And I thought that was a neat idea. But that I is thought, interesting. I thought maybe we could take that one step further. And what if for every cabinet position, you nominated two people? And I know that's you know a lot it's more a lot expensive. People, yeah. And no, a lot of people would say it's a lot of expensive, and they would it say is. that it wouldn't it wouldn't be too complicated because at the end of the day, you would have the majority and then the minority. So you would have you know just like how you do in Congress, you know you have the chairman and then the ranking member yeah under them so it'd be like you would have two secretary of states mm -hmm. but you would have one that's like the secretary of state and then the deputy secretary of state would be a republican assuming you're a democrat so you're joe biden you'd make the secretary of state a democrat but the deputy secretary of state would be a republican mm -hmm. the secretary of agriculture would be a democrat but the deputy would be a republican and thus in every instance you have both sides represented and you can come together kind of and find a way to work together on those issues. Now that does just now, that further might... perpetuate the two party system, which, well, you know, I'm personally, well, I against. was just going to say it might work to bring the parties together or it might paralyze things worse. Cause then you have a white house that doesn't know what it wants to do. Yeah. Well, it's so both sides sound good. So we, we're really not sure. Like, so I don't know. I guess I can imagine it going both ways, but no, to answer your thing about the two-party system, I've heard a lot of people that talk about knocking the two-party system down. I think that that's a young man's game in politics. I think every... Oh, I don't think it's going to happen. Well, I mean, even, like, just the idea of, like, addressing it. Like, right now, like, I didn't even think about, like, oh, yeah, it definitely does. I just, at this, like, what when you, like, watch politics enough, like, you just... A third party, like the Green Party, the Libertarian Party, like in 2016, you had Hillary Clinton, you had Donald Trump. And if one of those two parties couldn't figure out a way to gain some ground and really like they don't even have representation in Congress. They can't nationally get together, get a bunch of donations together locate they should be able to locate like 10 districts in america 10 congressional districts and say we can win these and then from there dump all their money in and then they would have national representation i don't know how many state legislators across the country are members of third parties at this point 
No, yeah, basically none. And I think the so the problem with a third party is it would just simply never win. There would be no point in having a third party. But having no parties, I think, is generally the idea when you're talking about doing away with the two-party system. Uh, no party. I mean, it's hard because you would then be trying to ban political affiliations, which are, like, protected under the Constitution, you know? I suppose that's... Yeah, I mean, that's true. Yeah, so you'd be trying to ban people from assembling and, you know, like, being... like. Like, at the end of the day, the worst part about the party system is the fact that people that get into it are sheeps. Yeah. Like, you can say, like, I'm a Democrat. I don't agree with everything. Or I wouldn't even consider myself a Democrat anymore at this point. I would consider I myself you. an independent. But I caucus with the Democrats. I don't agree with everything the Democrats are up to. Just like, you know, I back when I was in high school, I considered myself a Republican and didn't agree with everything that they, you know, were up to. Didn't agree yeah. with everything they thought. But you have a lot of people who they hear something and instead of thinking and doing their own research and then saying, you know, well, I mostly agree with this side. I disagree with them on this issue. You have people who just, you know, bowled over to the issue. It's a good point. So I think that's, I think that's the worst part about the two-party system is the fact that a lot of people are sheeps. They're just that. They're malleable. They're clay. They're not, you know. And you want to, to some extent, to, you know, have an open mind and be able to learn new things. But it shouldn't be one of those things where every time your party explains something to you, that's just the definitive way it makes sense to you. Yep. And then, you know, as the party changes, you know, you change with the party. Uh whether the party is going to the left or going to the right. Exactly. You so have to I be th- able to think for yourself. I think that that's the biggest issue with the two party system is you have a lot of people who aren't thinking for themselves. That's and that's exactly like, my problem with the And thus, like, system. you know, the Republican party might say, or the Democratic party, they might say something. And then everybody within that party would be like, Oh, well that makes perfect sense to me knowing good and darn well that it doesn't. So I don't know. That being said, Shade, they want to know what we think about Georgia. You first. Dems the Republicans. Who takes it and why? Probably Republicans. Probably Republicans. And why? <laughs> if I say because it's the South, that's like a terrible answer. No, that's a but... great, that's, a, that's an excellent answer. That's what I told you. That's what I said about South Carolina the other day. I said, Y'all sound nuts. The first state to secede from the union is going to be the first state to have two black senators. Forget about it. Like, and sure enough, Lindsey Graham didn't just win. He crushed him. Lindsey Graham feels more emboldened than ever. Like, the only reason, the only reason I feel like it could still go Democrat is just because, and I don't even remember where I saw this, but it was like CNN or something else saying that there was a lot of Democratic increase in the polling there. Yeah, so Democrats have done a good job stomping the ground. They're doing a good job registering voters, but the Republicans won originally. Yeah. So they won the original one, they just didn't get to 50%, right? Yeah, If you look at the other candidates that were written in, 
those people lean more to the right than they do the left. The point is that the Republicans have, like even right now, when you look at the polling, Republicans are winning all the polls in Georgia. Like the polling is close, but it's always slant Republican. I have Republicans winning in double overtime, but I will say this much. Democrats have a shot and it's not really because of anything they're doing. It's because of what Republicans are doing. And what I mean by that is, is Republicans could just sit back and let the Democrats destroy themselves. I think it was Warnock the other day who said something crazy. Like he said, you can't serve God and serve your country. Right. Hmm. At the same time. Now what he meant was, you can't use your religion as a justification for your reasoning and your rationale behind your decisions when it comes to government actions. So for example, if you're a captain in the army, you can't say, I want us to do this because Jesus told me to, or this is what the Bible says. Just like if you're in Congress, you shouldn't say, I'm going to vote like this because that's what the Bible says. So that was his whole point. But the way he phrased it, it was a real simple headline, right? It was a real simple headline that went everywhere it's just like some of the things like a cop or even like, like people hear like a cop and they're like, man, I remember that police officer that did this for me, that did that for me. And you know, it's one of those things where it's like, instead of like explaining what you mean and really articulating it, Democrats like punchlines, they like hashtags. They think it's cute. It looks good on Twitter. Uh, and they don't really explain these things. It's like I just told you. That makes perfect sense, right? You can't use your religion yeah. as a justification within... And he's even, like, within a government role. Yeah. Which that's makes perfect sense. That's perfectly fair. But that's too many words for Democrats. Too many words. You can't... Ter- <laughs> they would rather say just the one line, you can't serve God and serve your country at the same time. And so you get headlines like that, or, like, defund the police. Now, people here defund the police. Think about what defund Planned Parenthood meant for years. I hope everybody listening is with me. If you're a liberal right now and you heard the phrase defund Planned Parenthood, you saw it as an attack on women, right? If an attack on women's rights, right? If you're a liberal. Yeah. When Republicans would say yeah. defund Planned Parenthood. Definitely. That's the same way that conservatives here defund the police. And it's funny because in both situations, if you read into what the other side was saying, like conservatives, they make perfect sense. No, well, conservatives were saying, don't give money to Planned Parenthood. Give it to other smaller community centers that don't offer abortion services because tax dollars can't go to funding abortion services. So technically, yeah. they argue if we give Planned Parenthood a thousand dollars that that like even if that money wasn't used, quote unquote, for an abortion, it was still used to keep the lights on in the place where abortions are being done, right? Mm-hmm. Just like, you know, so that makes perfect sense, blah, 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 you know, defund Planned Parenthood, move it over. But nobody wants to do that. Just like defund the police, it makes sense. We're not even talking about, you know, we're talking about taking responsibilities away from them, making their lives easier. Yeah. Making it so that they can actually concentrate on crime. Yeah, we're talking about taking their, and making it easier, but you just hear, like I said, it's a hashtag, defund the police. Well, that's why they, it shouldn't and be. And so... In the defunct. case of Republicans, you right now, you, you're outspending them. You're ahead of the polls. All you have to do is sit back, shut up, let them kill themselves, run the attack ads, you know, talk about the violence in Atlanta, 
which is the truth. You could probably turn suburbia away if you talk about the violence in Atlanta. But you have to remember, Joe Biden won the state. And so what that means is, is like right now, like Lofler is talking about like, oh, we need to stand with Trump. He's been screwed out of this election. It's like most people in Georgia voted for Joe Biden because they don't like Donald Trump. But then they turned around just like in Maine, right? Biden won Maine, but the Republican senator won the state, not the Democrat, because a lot of people just could not stand Trump. But you're going to sit here and you're going to tie yourself to this crazy man. And then this man doing things like pardoning people uh, that he knows don't deserve any pardons. And then like today, just throwing the COVID relief bill thing out there or COVID throwing it up in the air like that. It's one of those things where it seriously damages. It does serious damage to the Republicans chance to win. And so personally, I think Republicans would win in Georgia. I think they should. But it's one of those things where it's your own worst. You're your own worst enemy. And I don't know. I don't believe either party really wants to win in Georgia, to be honest with you. Because at the same time, you can make the same argument for the Democrats. Right? Am I wrong? No, you're definitely right. If you get out the way and let them be their own worst enemy, Kelly Loeffler is talking about, oh, he got screwed, da 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 Donald Trump right now, you know, the New York Times had an article the other day saying he's talking about declaring martial law. What? He wants to declare martial law. He's thinking about declaring martial law and having them redo the election. Really? Like the entire election. That's what it's New York Times article that ran that said that that's what Donald Trump is thinking about. Now, if you were a Democrat and you just stepped out the way. And let Donald Trump keep shooting himself in the foot. That would be a really easy way to win. Let the Republicans continue to tie themselves to Donald Trump he as he continues he to shoot himself he in the can't foot. Do that, right? Uh, he could try. It's definitely it's a bunch of Donald Trump just has a bunch of like I said the last time we were on here. Everything about Donald Trump, as of November or whatever it was, screams loser. We said he was going to lose the election. We told you he wasn't going to be able to turn the elector, overturn the electoral results. We told you the Supreme Court thing wasn't going to work. We told you nothing is going to work. On January 20th, Joe Biden will be president. He can try to declare martial law, but you have members of Congress that have already said Joe Biden's the next president. Mitch McConnell, remember when we said Mitch McConnell will yeah. do the right thing when the time comes? Yep. The Electoral College said uh, Joe Biden's the president. He instantly said... Congratulations, Joe Biden. And then start working with Joe Biden. That's because Mitch McConnell. He's he's he understands how to survive. the. He's been around, I think, 36 years in D.C. Longer a, than we've been alive. He knows how to play the long term game. He's, he's seen how the cog. stands of storm went. Uh, he he helps the entire machine move. Yeah, he properly. knows what he's doing. He, know, he knows that Donald, that this is all some foolishness. So. If Donald Trump declares martial law, they'd stop him. Just like when, just like when they asked him, he asked Republican state legislators to overturn the results in Michigan because Republicans have control of that. And they said, no, thank you. I had a question for you. That's kind of similar. Okay. Shoot. Do you think that the American people would ever revolt? If things got bad enough. Uh, 
I believe that we have enough systems in place, just like like right now I'm telling you like he's not gonna overturn the results, da da da. That no, I don't. But at the same time so I could imagine if say the Supreme Court overturned the election results and were like Donald Trump is your president, hardy har har. I think there would be some people who would riot. I can but imagine I don't think the entire nation would ever Oh, the entire nation wouldn't because a lot of us have too much. Like, whether Donald Trump is in office, like, let's be clear. To a lot of you all listening, your last four years were just fine under Trump. That eight years before that under Obama were fine. You have Republican Senate, Democratic Senate, they were fine, right? Yeah. You had eight, like, you Our had lives too, don't change you that much. You have too much to lose. A lot of us have too much to lose to be like, oh, democracy is dead we're up in arms like <laughs> yeah that's the same thing with the trump supporters when people were like should we be worried about that and they asked us about that last time we grew up in the internet age where everybody was gonna show up to your house and kill you blah 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 ain't nobody yep. gonna do nothing eh, it's just a bunch of silliness it is and so i don't know because at the end of the day like donald trump right now is just being childish or whatever and his supporters are being childish and that's straight that's fine if the Supreme Court legitimately overturned the election results, like they invalidate a bunch of ballots across several states, enough for Trump to win everywhere, and Donald Trump were the president again, I don't know that people would be up in arms, but I believe like 60 to 65% of the country, maybe 70%, I've seen some polls, know that Donald Trump is not the president. Yeah. And so that would be, in my opinion, it would be the greatest assault on our democracy. Period. Yeah. No, probably. And so, while I couldn't say for sure that they wouldn't, I can say that it would take an extreme circumstance to make that happen. I can't imagine the American people actually revolting against something. Not at this day and age. It, uh, like I said, it really just depends. For some people, they don't see it like that. Some people see it, they have nothing to lose. I mean, to some extent... I think extent, some people might revolt. I mean, to some it's extent, you have that mindset, kind of. Like, what? when you were talking about how you would lose your job the other day to stand up to do the right thing, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, sure. It's uh, kind, but I'm a crazy of, person. I was like... going to say, but it's kind of that same mindset. Like, I'll lose my job, I'll lose my house, I'll lose my life, blah, blah, blah. This is what's right. And then you have some people... Like myself, who are like, oh, well, Donald Trump stole the election, I guess. What can you say? Like, can't wait to see him burning in hell. Like, don't know what else I to do. I mean, tell you. there's like, nothing else to do. Like, I just, like, for me, like I said, I just shrug my shoulders. Like, it be what it be, and it is what it is. Like, wicked unfortunate it is, honestly. And so, does that not just make most people sheep? Um,. Yes and no. You could argue they're sheep because they're being docile. Um, but I would argue that in my when I talk about sheep, I talk about like shepherds leading sheep. More so than being like docile and being peaceful. When I yeah. think about being docile and being peaceful, like I'm a sheep, like like when it came to like if I look at like America's like history with war from nineteen hundred on I might agree with like I agree with like World War Two, just because of what Japan and Germany were up to. But outside of that, like I don't know that I agree with Vietnam. 
I don't know that I believe like like I guess I guess my point is is in that sense I've always been a docile sheep like I don't really see how you know I don't want to say that type of thing affects me I don't really see how I want folks to lose their lives over that type of conflict so like in the case of Donald Trump like Shade, I would hate for you to throw your life away because Donald Trump stole an election. I would hate for anybody listening this to this to lose their life because Donald Trump stole an election. Yeah. I would hate for anybody listening to this to lose their life because Iraq had weapons of mass destruction. Like that like you understand what I'm so No, that's fair. In that sense, like I guess I've oh like I said, if that's what we're gonna constitute as sheep. When I say that when I use the term sheep, I'm talking about, you know, people that are being led by a shepherd, you know? Yeah. Like the Democratic Party is your shepherd or the Republican Party is your shepherd and they say, this is the new standard and we say, oh, okay, makes sense. Like... Yeah, no. And I get that. I think what I was... I was kind of mixing those two things and in my mind, I'm thinking if you have an entire American populace that no matter what you do will never revolt... You can do whatever you want. And while they probably don't do a lot of high-key stuff, all the low-key stuff, no one's going to do anything about. Well, a lot of the low-key stuff, I feel like people don't know. Like, yeah. I feel like a lot of people That's don't know. Too. Like, For example, like, what do you know about um, the... What is it called when... It's called a not a vasectomy. A vasectomy is for guys, right? Yes. What's it called when you get your uh, your tubes tied? A hysterectomy. Yeah. Do you know about? Um, no, that's different, but it's similar. Do you know about like? I guess there's something going on right now. Uh, the House Democrats are investigating, but right now in um in our like you know immigration prisons. They're giving, I guess, a lot of the women forced hysterectomies. For real? That's allegedly what's happening. Like I said, I'm putting out... I keep saying allegedly. We're on the air. And it's being investigated. But yeah, they say that uh, that they're, you know... I guess it's like population control or something. That's but, like... That's exactly what I'm talking about. And but it's so, like so many I, people don't know about that. Like, was that your first time hearing about it? That is my first time hearing about it. And I bet you it. if I went outside, I told Joey, that's his first time hearing about it. And so. But that's the exact kind of thing I'm talking about. Like, if if the United States military decided one day, oh, we're just going to bomb Egypt. We're just going to do it. Because we can to display our power for the sake of that. Obviously, while the United States military would never do that, I would have to revolt if they did. Yeah, I think, like I said, I think like you just brought up the fact that they would never do that. And we said the American people would never revolt. So I think that we have to give the American people credit in the sense that if we're going to come up with a wild scenario that we can't fathom that the American people would respond in a way that we can't fathom. That's fair. I would give them that credit. And so that's fair. I would say like, you know, that's, that's what I would say. I'd say if we, if they do something like crazy that, like I said, we can't even imagine, then 
the American people, yeah, like everybody might take to the streets. We'll be walking. We'll see your neighbors. We're all walking. We don't know where we're going. We're going straight to D.C., to the White House. We're going to tear down D.C. No, but um, <laughs> that would just be my take on it. No, no, so, I think that's fair. It's, it's good. I'm glad I asked you that. I'm, I'm glad I could answer. That being said, hopefully you have some answers next because we're shifting. So Virtual Dating Plus, guys. Next week, we're going to do a big um, episode. I said a big episode. It's going to be a big special, and it's going to be on cuffing season. It's going to be how to stay cuffed, how to get cuffed, you know, uh, some tips on how you can be, you know, uh, the most cuffable you can be, all, all right. of those good things. And uh, But before then, we're going to start out with uh, a new segment we have called Deer Shade. So we have Deer some writers, Shade. and oh, simply they're asking, they're asking us questions. We're going to address them all to shade as you know, our, our lead, what, what's a good word for it? our lead somethingologist, our lead relationshipologist. Hmm. There's gotta be a word for that. There should be our lead. We'll come up with something. The point is dear shade. My wife came out as bisexual to me after being together for six years. I found out because she had an attraction to a female friend that was also married and bisexual. I didn't know how to feel about it, and she being married kind of took a threesome off the table, but she was also wanting to sleep with my wife. So my wife told me if I allowed them to play with each other, she would find a female for both of us to play with. Her and her friend messed around for two years, and anytime I mentioned a threesome, I was told that I only wanted to sleep with someone else because my wife wasn't enough, and it started a fight. So I ended the relationship between my wife and her friend. Now, three years later, my wife still flirts and talks about sleeping with women, but gets mad when I bring up a threesome. I feel like I was lied to and cheated on. I'm looking for advice on what to do. Should we split up or should I drop it? I feel really taken advantage of. and I feel like I should be treated more fairly. What should I do? Is that really the, okay. I asked you first. So, all right, I just have to kind of come out and say it. So, dude, I think you're one. You're objectifying your wife like hardcore. Indeed, <laughs> indeed. When he said they could play together, I was like, "Oh, you mean like yeah, lesbians like don't have actual no sex? Respect like, for they just." I was like, "Okay, so, was okay, like, that's so that's cool." I'm and you know him. what? In that fun. regard. With everything that I know about this guy's personality right now, I don't blame her for probably being bored with dude. Like, ah. and you know what? Like, he he walked into agreeing to allowing her to do whatever she wants. It's basically an open relationship. He exactly. It's basically an open relationship. He agreed to that. That's what he allowed. And like, any amount of of compensation in a sexual manner like that's basically prostitution like you can't you can't demand sex you can't demand a threesome like there's no you can't have an exchange of threesome because you're allowing your wife to like have an open relationship like that's just not it's not how that works at all like she's 
she's doing what she wants to do. If you're uncomfortable with that, you should probably leave. But like, yeah. So you would say he should get divorced then? He probably should get a divorce because I don't think he's responsible enough to handle the relationship. So. You know, I, um, I'm going to play devil's advocate. I think that it could be salvaged, their relationship. I think that he said he brought up the fact that he ended it, which is kind of a strange way of putting it. He's definitely the man of the house. I'll say that much. It sounds like. Um, But my point is, is it sounds like she still loves him and respects him enough to be with him. It sounds like the fact that he's coming here, he still loves her enough and respects her enough to be together. So what I'll say is that they need some help and some real counseling. Definitely, and they, they need would to, have they need to. to meet with Shane once a week <laughs> to get the real help that they need. Which would be a major slapping in the face. I was gonna say no. I, I think that they could. I think that they could figure it out. I do. Like they could salvage things. Yes, but, but there's just like a lot going on. Like he basically agreed to an open relationship, but a one way, but a one way open relationship. And so I think the real question for them will be, it sounds like they're in a closed relationship again now. It sounds like they're, the relationship is closed again now. It sounds like maybe she might not be as excited about the relationship being closed. And so that might need to be addressed. Like I said, I think they have a chance of fixing it. They just have to decide, you know, maybe he doesn't excite her. You know, maybe they need to, you know, figure out a way to spice things up. Who knows? Maybe they need to decide to have an open relationship. But the way that this, like, was went about, like, this is not how you have an open relationship. No. This is not how you have a close, a monogamous relationship. No. This is not how relationships relationship. No. This is the perfect example of it not being how relationships relationships. No, exactly. Honestly, I I do still disagree with you. Um, you said I they think, can't. <laughs> I think it has the potential, but it's extremely unlikely. I think more than likely, it seems like she's pretty made up in her mind of what she wants to do, which is okay. That is totally all right. She can do whatever she wants to do. Well, but like if he's not cool with that, he shouldn't subject himself to it. Well, I think, okay, so here's the thing. I think that you can prefer an open relationship, but your partner says, I don't want an open relationship, and then you say, okay, fine, like, I want to be with you. The point is that she chose to remain married to him. She could have said, I'm leaving you, da-da-da-da. She's chosen not to do that. That's what I mean when I say she still has, there's evidence that she might still love and respect him. She could have said, oh, I like the, like when he says, or, I made, his exact words are, I made them break up. How'd you make them break up? Did you hold her down and make her call the person and say, like, we're breaking up? Or did you say, it's me or them, and she chose you? Oh, so ultimatum. I mean, I would assume the ultimatum is how. I mean, I I hope he didn't put a gun to her head, but, is but that, anything is possible. Is that right? Well, I mean, to be fair, like, like for me anyway... I don't know. He, that seems so. Here's toxic the thing: it me. seems toxic because he opened the door. But for a normal person, like a normal person is looking at this situation, saying like, "That's how a relationship normally is. It's either me or the world. You can go out there and you can be single, or you can be here with me. 
Like for me, like I'm not like I don't know how you feel about relationships. I'm not an open relationship person. If you want to be really. single, if you want to be single, then go be single. Or be with me. And so my point is is he delivers the ultimatum, hey, I don't want you doing that anymore. I don't I want you to be mine and just mine. Or you can leave and you have every right to leave. Like go if you want to go. Like See, I'm not getting the go if you want to go sense from him. That's the part that I'm not getting. I'm not so getting you're the doing choice. The, stay with me and the, the Exactly. I mean, in a 21st century society, you would think that by I mean, you would think she mostly has a choice. Mostly. You would hope she has a choice. Um It doesn't sound like I was going like to say you can't necessarily say Yay or nay, he whether she does or doesn't. Possessive. He does, but once again, if you don't have kids and you have your own job, your own education, your own, you know, income, if you say and you're not, you know, tied together in on a lease or anything, if you say I'm leaving, like all you gotta do is file a restraining order at that point, like block him on everything, you're a crazy stalker. Like it's not one of those things where it's like, oh, we have kids and I haven't worked in 10 years. So I don't know where I would get hired or how I would support the kids. And you see what I'm saying? No, no. Like there's no, like to be fair, there's no mention of kids. It says that they've only been married uh, for six years. Oh, I lied. Six plus. They've been married for 11 years. So there's no telling if they have kids or not. They might, they might not. So she might have stayed for the kids, whatever. Who knows? I, um, like I said, it's just, it's it's a very wild scenario. So you're but, saying that he should just figure out his feelings. Well, what I'm saying is I think that the two of them need marriage counseling because they just need to decide. Definitely like, they would Like she that. needs to figure out like, Okay, what are the odds that she says I'm more attracted to women and I don't want to be with him? But then there's a chance she says, you know, like I said, she loves and respects him. She's bored. Think about it. Not every guy, you, we're in the same Facebook groups. We know a lot of guys are very uneducated when it comes to the pleasure of a woman. And that's very unfortunate, but that's the truth. And so you could be a good guy. This guy doesn't strike me as a good guy. But a lot of a lot of women do like guys that aren't necessarily, you know, top notch, good guy, you know, a plus, whatever, whatever we want to judge them as in our eyes, you know, people like different things. And so I guess my point is, is she could clearly like this guy, but this guy can't, this guy doesn't excite her the way that being with that girl did or with a different girl or with somebody else in general, like maybe he's just not it. And they need to figure out how can we find a way to make it work. Maybe they have to introduce toys or something. I don't know. I feel like trying to fit a square block in a round hole is not, well, it's not ideal. Like, <laughs> Could probably be done if you well, shave down the piece. But I mean, okay, well, like I said, you have to understand it really depends on what she wants. Because she showed evidence, even if you look at his words, she has shown evidence, like you pointed out, that she doesn't want to be with him. But she's also shown evidence she has, or at least maybe she's being yeah. forced to based on circumstance. Who we knows? would really need to know more. Um, 
Yeah, but like I said, so he asked what our advice is. Our best advice is communicate. Either communicate a breakup, communicate what you need to happen to be happy, and she needs to do the same. Either way, communicate, definitely. But communicate something. Yeah. And that's our advice. I think that's, is that, can we agree on that both? Communicate? Yeah. Okay. No, that's fair. All right, all right. Here's one more for you. I got one more for you. We got more tomorrow. These are good, though. Dear Shade, my boyfriend and I have been together for just over a year and things are going swell. Overall, no main issues but the occasional surprise that makes me question if he is actually a sneaky dude in sheep's clothing. Maybe it's not personal. There goes our favorite word, sheep. Maybe I'd feel this way with any boyfriend after my last. It's hard to tell. When we first started dating, he mentioned that he had slept with a few close friends. I generally said that makes me uneasy, and I don't want to know more at the moment. Almost immediately after that, I said it would be a relief if I just knew rather than wondering, and he brushed it off. In our time together, I asked about some specific friends because I was curious, but never really knew who it was he had previously been with. I didn't dwell on it too much. That sounds like a lie. I had to say that. I'm sorry. Today, I asked him point what it was a lie and found out he had slept with a girl before we dated that he introduced me to as like a sister. I remember feeling interviewed by this girl and brushing it off as just a long term friend who was interested in who her friend was dating. But now that seems pretty icky. It feels like he was sort of covering it up with a weird choice of phrasing. And I feel like a fool. Another girl I learned about, he once blew me off to go to bonfire at her house with. He had originally invited me to and just went without me. I was annoyed when it happened, but that was even before I knew they had been together. What should I do? Am I crazy? Okay. Um, so you said that she sounds like she's lying. Um, I, I do have to agree with you there. No, when if, she said she wasn't yeah. pressed, like yeah, you definitely seem bothered by this. So exactly. Like, like it, it doesn't forum, it doesn't like seem you... like this wasn't on your mind. It definitely seems like it's been on your mind. Maybe only after the fact of knowing who it was, but either way, it seems like it bothered you. Otherwise you never would have asked him point blank. Well, she but, said she asked him like four or five times, like Yeah. A few times he brushed it off, like and then eventually he's like, Fine, like all right, you wanna know, like bet. And I just started listing off names. Yep. So, like a sister, that phrasing. Um, if I have to be honest, that that's a dead giveaway that someone is at least trying to maintain a certain level of closeness to that individual to make it that. Cl so, don't get me wrong. I have plenty of friends who I, I would describe as my sister, but most likely most likely it's not that case it is some kind of they are extremely close in some interpersonal kind of way it doesn't have to be sexual but they're definitely closer than they seem that's the only reason to describe someone as your sister and it just as easily could be that you know they're doing it not saying that's definitely the case. Easily could be. Um, and so it turns out they did. Chances are 
if they're not still doing it, they probably will. It might as soon as you break up. It could be no. before. It could be after you break up. It could be before. No. No one can really say, but oftentimes you might not be there to stay. Is all I'm really getting at. Um, not to say that you know men can't have you know, women friends and vice versa. Women can't have male friends. Like, no, you can. You just, when you, when you slept with them, you chose to make them not a friend. I'm going to go on the record and just say that now. They're definitely, they're definitely more than a friend at that point. My humble opinion. And I know, you know, some might dub me the jealous type. I don't think that's accurate at all. I think you're definitely the jealous type. I think that's inaccurate. I just feel like, let me ask you, Shade, put yourself in her shoes. You're dating a girl who has, you know, these three, these two or three guys who are like her brothers, but she's just so happy to sleep with. What are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm hanging out with Joe. He's like a brother to me. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, what are y'all doing? Oh, we're just watching Netflix. Oh. Hey, is that so? No, I I feel like... No, I mean, I, I feel you, you. No, here's the thing. With the right girl... With the right girl? With the right girl or the right guy, with the right partner, you can trust it. Like, she even bought up. She said that after her past boyfriend, like, she's been hurt before. She's been lied to or something. Like, so her she has trust issues. She hinted at that, basically. Not to fill in the bl- the blanks for, but she's hinted that she has trust issues. My point is, maybe with the right partner, I'd be like, oh, I know they would never do that, blah, blah, blah. But for me, especially if, like she said, why didn't they, he just, like, he kind of told her and then kind of pulled it back. Like, yeah, I've slept with some of my sneaky. close friends. And then, oh, which ones? Well, I don't know. You don't really want to know all that. Like, well, which ones? Well, it's it's... It's not really a big deal, you know, it's just kind of in my past. Like, well, are you sure? I mean, you could maybe, well, you know, I, I could tell you, but I could also just not tell you. So I'm just not going to tell you. Like, so for me, like stuff like that just screams like dishonest. I don't know. Yeah, it's sneaky. It's clearly sneaky. Yeah. So what would your advice for her be? Does he have to cut them off? Does she need to leave him? What what needs to happen? My advice is always this. If something makes you truly uncomfortable, communicate it. If you're still uncomfortable, it's a problem for you and you should leave. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I think my advice for her would just be to leave. Yeah, I know, right? That's what I want to say. Because here's the thing. But it's like, if you, if you well, really want to be with that person, I guess well, you can't just leave. Let me ask you this. What are you going to say when next week we get his side of the story? He says, she's trying to make me cut off my, she's trying to make me cut off my sister. We've been friends for 10 years. There was one night we were both having a bad night and we had been drinking and we slept together. It was just a one-time thing. And now my my girlfriend is saying that it's either her or my sister. What do I do? You see what I'm saying? Like we're just gonna we're gonna get the other side of the story next week. Like, right. please just go. Like, yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> please just leave. Like, 
No, the, the yeah. truth is, is think no, about fair. it. Like, it's just saves time. From another, not, well, from another perspective, like uh, that's just controlling. You're gonna tell them who they can and can't hang out with. He said it's like a sister. He said it was in the past. No, that's done. That's you're gonna hold your, you're gonna hold his past against him, but then want to be forgiven for your past. I do not know. But see, is it just because of the one conversation, and that's the only thing that she's noticed? She hasn't given us a lot of information. Like, well, what what do what, these girls act like? Like, that's the truth. But she did say that other than this, he's perfectly great. Like, he's great. She said this is her one quip. But we don't know what... I need to see them interact. You said you need to see them interact. Listen, this is a pod, This is a radio podcast. They can't <laughs> even see us, okay? Like, we are not going to see them, all right? Like, I'm yeah, voting. go on and break up. <laughs> <laughs> we should do it where you get, like, three answers. It's talk, you're crazy. It's talk, shut up, or break up. Either you talk to the person, either our answer is you should talk to them, A, B, our answer is you should shut up, you're stupid, or C... I like you're crazy. That one's my my favorite there. What? Like you're Instead crazy? Instead of shut up, I feel like you're crazy is better. Uh, yeah. I mean, both of them have like a negative connotation in the sense like, we call someone crazy we could be gaslighting their experience but then we tell them to shut up we could be trying to silence them their story so it just really depends um i like the way that it rhymed that was just me what did i say oh yeah it rhymed uh what did we say it was i have no idea something shut up shut up or break up oh talk shut up or break up very simple. So I'm voting break up on that one. I take break same. up. Yep. Break up. Break up. All right. Sounds like we can all agree on that. So that's a really cool thing. Dear Shade, we got our politics in. We got all that in. Um. Yeah. Time to talk about the fast break. The fastest of breaks. NBA basketball is back. Shade, is the king gonna repeat? I have no LeBron. idea what you're talking. Uh, you know I don't like. You like don't basketball. like basketball. No, you said I don't like the way they move up and down the court. Like, all right, well. I liked Larry Bird. You liked Larry. Stop talking. Like, <laughs> I was going to say, we have some Celtics fans that are probably listening right now, probably standing up and cheering. Like, <laughs> I just want to say all y'all should sit down. And after, and I'm a Celtics fan too, but after what I saw the other day, the way the Nets beat the Celtics, it made me feel like I got beat up in real life. Like, I had, like, a splitting headache. I was like, I need to drink some water. I need to lay down. Like, I just watched my team get mollywopped. Like, mollywopped. I just watched my team get disrespected. Like, no, okay, so the NBA is back. Uh, I guess if I had to go an early prediction as to who wins it all, I'm going to go Nets versus Lakers. Not Miami. Not Miami. No, Sammy, I'm not voting for Miami. Like, but it's the heat. And it's the winter right now, so what are you telling me? Like, like and it's going to be a long one, too, if you're in Miami. You like, said it's going to be the Penguins. I swear. Like, So, Cyberpunk. 2077. Is banned till 2077. On PlayStation, anyway. 
Cyberpunk has come out and it has looked so, so bad. Shade, can you give us anything? Well, they released it 57 years early, so I can't really 57 years earlier after 57 delays. (laughs) No, I mean, honestly, so from the people that I know that have played the game and bear in mind, they've all played it on modern consoles or like Titan computers. They love the game. They say that it is a little broken, but that it mostly runs fine and that they're having a great time with it. I have heard the opposite about older consoles. So, you know, your earlier PlayStations and your Xboxes and things like that. I've heard that the compatibility is not great. Um, And so while I haven't had any experience with it myself yet, I can see why some people would be upset trying to buy the game that they've waited so long to play. But let's be fair. They said it wasn't ready for release. Uh, no, I don't buy that. I'm mad at them. I listened to their CEO talk in a press conference. And he was saying like, cause they asked him, they're like, did you feel any pressure? You had to release it. I was like, no, we would have just delayed it. His exact words were, to be honest, we didn't test it on an older system. They tested on a PS4 Pro well, and Xbox One. They didn't sucks, test it on but... a regular PS4. And it was one of those things where it was like, well, why the hell didn't you? Honestly, think about it. The game has to run on a regular but you know, PS4. But it's Most totally... people have PS4s. They don't have PS4 Pros. It's totally normal for a game to be released and have some bugs. Uh, yes and no. So I've made that argument and I got roasted on the internet. People sent me pictures. They let me know that this is not just a few bugs. It's not playable. This isn't this. I was going to say, Shade, this isn't a few bugs. This is the whole ant colony. Okay. (laughs) This is, this is something special. What cyberpunk has done. PlayStation is giving refunds in their history. The PlayStation store has never given a refund, but See, I feel like they shouldn't have caved. I feel like Cyberpunk should be... It can't possibly be that bad. I feel like Cyberpunk doesn't belong on PlayStation or Xbox. I feel like they should have just... just... I feel like... Because the game is so... I was looking into it some. uh, Like, some of the, like, details about it. The game takes so much to run. It should only be run on a computer. For the game, for you to get the experience that the developers... Because developing a video game is an art. For you to enjoy that art the way that the artiste meant for you to enjoy it, it needed to be done on a computer. Yeah, I'm not going to sit here and give them credit for making a game and saying it's too good and that's why it sucks. But (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm not going to sit here and say that because that's just disrespectful. I was going to say, there's a lot of people who probably hit the unsubscribe button if I say, yeah... The reason that the game sucks is because you're too poor and you need a computer. Like, no. The truth is, the game sucks because they didn't do their homework. They didn't dumb it. Think about it. GTA 5 on PS3 and GTA 5 on PS4 are two very different games. Yeah. They changed it. You You couldn't have released the computer version, expected the computer to do everything that it does, just like with Civ. Civ on the console is entirely different than Civ on the computer. Civ, Civ on, on the, the computer, computer you amazing. can run up to 26 civilizations at one time. You can have 26 different countries across the world. Yep. Guess how many you can have on the PlayStation? Five. Eight. Oh. 
Close though. Eight instead of twenty six. That's ridiculous. But guess what? The game runs and it runs well, baby. And it doesn't have glitches. And they're not giving it refunds. So the point is, is well, yeah, it probably shouldn't to, have been released. If you had to dumb down consoles. Cyberpunk that much, you either needed to dumb it down and shut up and do it, or you needed to say like we're only going to have it on PC. Yeah. The tough matter of facts are like the way like this Cyberpunk thing is being handled. Like this is quite frankly unprecedented. And now they're talking about the developer who made it being banned like from allowing to release like future content. Like, what? It's when I say that what's happening with cyberpunk is unprecedented. I mean, I feel like lawmakers might get involved in this. No, it's, it's, is it, if you have a regular PlayStation, a PS4 and they say the game works on the PS4, right? I go, I buy Mm -hmm. on the PS4 and it doesn't work for anything. Is that not false advertising? Is that not fraudulent? Think about what. Think about. Have you seen some of the videos? There's people that like load the game. Surely up. Surely there's already. There's laws people for who that. load the game up that don't even load into the game. It, the game just loads and then stops loading and then loads again. Right? Surely there's laws for that already. Like I can return anything that I buy on Steam if it doesn't work. Uh, I'm sure there are. I don't know PlayStation. I've never heard of anybody getting a refund on PlayStation. Really. Well, to be fair, think about it. Everything that PlayStation puts out would be compatible with the PlayStation. Cyberpunk is the first thing that they've ever said, wow, this doesn't work. <laughs> think about it. Cyberpunk is the first thing where they've said, oh, wow, yeah, this this isn't compatible with PlayStation. Like, normally it's, oh, I bought the game and now I don't like it. I want a refund. Too bad. Like, in this case, it's like, I bought the game That's and true. in this case it's like I bought the game and it's not compatible. And it's like like but think about it, with That's Steam fair. with Steam it's like you don't know what computer I'm running on. Yeah, exactly. There's my, a reason my why Mac, they would need I have to be a few games. I have a Steam account. I have a few games on my Mac. I'm not gonna lie to you. It ain't gonna run nothing like Halo. Nah. So if I were to buy Halo, then yeah, I'd probably need a refund. Couldn't do it on my Mac. But yeah, like in the case of PlayStation, there's nothing on the PlayStation Store a PlayStation can't handle. Yeah, that's fair. Except for Cyberpunk. That's a very good point. I can't believe them. Like, I can't believe it went up in the air like this. Like, up in flames, Shade. Like, this is ridiculous. That is pretty, pretty wild. It's a a ridiculous, it's a ridiculous story. Okay, let me ask you this. Here's another story for you in gaming. In England right now, they're thinking about creating laws against scalping. What do you think of that? Against scalping? Scalping. It's where, like, for example, I line up first eight, the GameStop line, and then I buy all 10 PlayStations. Okay, so it is like the movie sell them theater for like scalping. 500 to $5,000, like depending scalping. on how much I plan on marking it up. Okay, yeah. So, like, regular ticket scalping. Well, that... I think is already illegal here. It's n- n- yes and no. It's illegal for essential goods. So like you can't scalp toilet paper, but you can scalp a PlayStation. No, I'm sure. Do you believe scalping should be illegal? Yes, obviously. You don't believe that it's the free market? No, I disagree with that. Okay. Just like I disagree that selling 
black market Air Jordans is a terrible, terrible idea. Like black market Air Jordans. Like I don't know. I think anything being sold for higher than its market value is absolutely ridiculous. I just okay. So for me, like I've seen people. I've seen the arguments on Facebook, right? You've seen them before. Uh, like, you know, it's normally, it's some jerk guy and some mother who's talking about my kid, blah, blah, blah. Then you have people who, some people are like, oh, screw your kid, blah, blah, blah. And then you have other people who are like, he's a piece of crap. So there's two, I see both sides. I just don't understand how, like, I'm all for the free market, da, 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 but I just don't see how you're going to try to make money off of PlayStations. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, if it was, like, like, if someone's going to pay a thousand for the console, that uh, PlayStation, Sony should get the a thousand, not you. The only thing you did was take advantage of a system because you got in line earlier than everybody else. Yep. That's just my take on it. But yeah, so I guess we can agree, but they're about to make it illegal in England, like entirely. Well, that's good. So yeah, maybe we'll maybe we'll follow suit, maybe not. Uh next, Notre Dame is in the college football playoffs. Good. Terrible. No, what are you talking about? Let me tell you something. Notre Dame doesn't belong there. They have a whole movie with Samwise Gamgee. Isn't that what, Rudy? Rudy. I, th- I think so. Rudy, Something like that. Rudy. It's like, no. Nah. But actually, though, no, Notre Dame, honestly, they're just another sacrificial lamb. Alabama's going to eat those boys alive. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Alabama's going to have fun with them. Uh, I tweeted the last time they played Alabama and um, Notre Dame. I got this tweet. They got like a thousand something retweets. It's lit. It's the first time I've ever been famous. It's featured in... No, it's featured in articles, too. It was actually really, really cool. I was like, text Irish to the Red Cross to donate to this natural travesty or something. Oh, that's hilarious. It was pretty wild. (laughs) That's hilarious. I was going to say, so I'm trying to think of... I'm trying to get some tweets ready, because I had that one ready before the game. I knew knew it was going to happen, so I'm about to remake a Twitter, because I don't have one right now. Just so I can be Twitter famous again. There you go. Because they're going to make it happen. Notre Dame is going to do something. Alabama is going to do something big with Notre Dame. That being said, uh, the last thing we want to do on... uh, Oh, by the way, it's no longer the no huddle right now. Right now, it's the fast break in honor of basketball. It's the no spin zone. The no... What? The no spin zone. We don't put a spin on it left or right. We just give it to you straight. (laughs) With Bill O'Reilly. Without a chaser either. Like, <laughs> um, but the last thing we want to do is we want to welcome Matt Royf as our market consultant. That's pretty cool, right? That is cool. On Mondays, yeah. we're going to start having Market Mondays where he's going to come on for probably, what did you say, 10, 15, 20 minutes? However long he needs to, to get your money. Market. I was going to say to get you and your money right. He's going to get your money right, people. He's brilliant. He's an excellent drummer for my band. That's all I know about him. Very smart guy. So we're welcoming him to the show as our first permanent guest. So every Monday, he'll be on for Market Monday joining us. 
Maybe we could get him on twice a week for Finance Fridays. Finance Fridays. Tell us what he's looking at going that, into the those weekend. Those are the two days that we have practice. So that could happen. <laughs> Finance Fridays. All right, friends. Well, we'd like to thank you all for welcoming us back. Truly, truly. It is really great to be here. I'm not going to lie to you all. It's actually a real pleasure to be alive because... Believe it or not, you don't have to be. It's a crazy thought, but here you are. And I know right now, you know, a lot of us are feeling bad, you know, about these coronavirus times. We're all locked in. People are getting sick. You know, we hear about a new strand in England and all that, but you made it through so far. It's been since March. You made it all the way to December. You're going to make it to March, and then you're going to make it to next December. Because that's just what you do. That's what we do. That being said, this is 86.5 The Vibe, and it's the Fireside Chat. Your boy, Jackie C. And Shade. And just like that, we are out. <laughs>